All right. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Serious Angler Podcast, powered by our friends over at X2 Power Batteries. As always, I'm your host, Bailey Eichbrett, and we have a sick backdrop behind us. Sitting to our, our middle here, we're going to introduce him in a second, but with me, as always, the captain, Mr. Andy Full. What's going on, guys? Like, this is awesome. I can't believe we're here. Way better than hotel talks. It is. Although the hotel talks are a lot of fun. So it's kind of crazy. Like for those who have tuned into our last two shows that we put up, it's kind of comical the situation we're in. But here we are. We got the backdrop of Red Crest. It's it's cool. Heck yeah. And we have our special guest today. We've had the show twice now. Yeah. 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 Back in your home turf. Yeah. Mr. Luminetti. What's going on, guys? How you doing, buddy? I'm great. I'm psyched to be here. Psyched to be here with you guys talking, talking a little Lake Norman. Uh, Talking some spotted bass, talking some bass fishing, and shoot whatever other conversation we kind of run into. I feel like we're uh, we're all good at kind of getting out on tangents, which to me makes for a good show. <laughs> if they've heard the first two shows, they know we're full of tangents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love it. Uh, I will say this is pretty cool. So for people on YouTube, obviously you're seeing the three of us together in person. I love these shows. Uh, we have a cool MLF Expo behind us that's going to open up here in a couple hours. Uh, I will say uh, it's probably good for you guys because you can see the expo, but you can't see our ugly faces because of these lights that are dimming <laughs> down at the worst spot ever. But either way, this is a sick spot. Uh, big shout out to you, Major League Fishing, for putting this up here. This is pretty dope. And, uh, well, dude, Lake Norman, your yeah. backyard. Uh, we've already seen the guys on day three off to a hot start, especially for largemouth, which yeah. I, I think you actually called that yesterday, Andy, saying that the largey is going to play more with the conditions changing. Yeah. But I'm curious because this is – this is home turf for you. It is. Are you surprised to see largemouth playing more today with the cha- the conditions the way they are? Oh, man. I, I To be honest, I haven't watched much this morning. Um, but with, with the, the dimming weather, I could definitely see where, where the largemouth could play. My thing is, is this time of the year, I think that this kind of late February through even April, late February, you know, the, the months of March and April, that's your time of year to catch big largemouth on Norman. Um, so... For the next couple of days, I could definitely see. I mean, you've already seen, I believe it was Evers, I think, on day one who caught a six. I mean, yeah, there's I mean, last weekend we had a local tournament where a guy caught a seven and a half and got beat by big fish with a seven and three quarter. So this this time of the year, them big large mouth show up. Um, fatties. Yeah. I yeah. think we're going to get into this a little bit. Are those big ones the F1s that they no, put in? No, absolutely not. Yet. Not yet. <laughs> Pure not <bread> Northerns? <laughs> I believe so. Um, which is pretty wild. I mean, if you think about it, that's a giant Northern. (laughs) Um, yeah, there, there could be a little Florida influence in there, but I, I think for the most part, the big large amount of the Norman are Northerns, which is cool. That is no, that's sick. I'm curious. So, so like with these conditions, Mm -hmm. why, why do the largemouth here on Norman play more than spotter bass do? Is it just cause like spotter bass a little bit more pelagic that it's like harder to dial them in or what's the case? Ooh, you know, it's just, I, I think it honestly kind of goes back to typical, like the textbook bass fishing. You know, it, right. you always kind of think when you're a kid or, or when you're growing up, the time to go and catch bass is in, you know, the rain, time to throw top water. And I think those largemouth just kind of become a little bit more active in these kind of conditions. And, you know, we're, we got some, it's not fun out there. It's it's raining, it's cloudy. Um, and, and I think that could be why, part of the reason why those, those largemouth are playing right now. But I... I think by the end of this tournament, it's going to be spots that went out. There's just too many in the lake. And honestly, it seems like every year I've been down here five years now, every year, those spots get bigger and bigger. And, uh, you saw it some with, I think Ebear yesterday, um, yeah. 
definitely with Connell on day he made one. A big jump Ebert did yesterday. Yeah, I know Connell on day one. I mean, those some of them spots were, you know, three and a half, three and three quarter pound spots. I think that's gonna be your winning fish. Yeah, and it, it was really cool, uh, not to take us a whole different direction, but Britt Myers when he was on live and he was saying he literally quote we quoted him saying, uh, I'm probably gonna piss off some locals here, but like the docks that get dredged. We talked about it a little yesterday. We actually talked about it yesterday with our buddy Jeff Queen, who's at the Great Days Outdoors booth, uh, selling a bunch of Queen Tackle stuff. You guys should check that out. Yeah. Uh, he was talking about the dredge docks. Mm-hmm. Those play apparently so hard here on Norman. I mean, we have, Andy and I have, have zero we experience. Have, we have but nothing like that back home. Nothing. I mean, that seems to be a really relevant player yeah. here on Norman, especially for those largemouth. Absolutely. It's it's a really bizarre kind of thing to look at. You go to the lake, there's a, there's a ton on Lake Norman. There's a ton of these just flat, expansive, forever-going banks. And somebody will just have a nice dock where they just – it's a it's a cliff. I mean, there is a 90-degree turn in where they dredge that dock out. And it's just it, – it's almost like a ditch. Like, you think about Hartwell – um, you think about those ditches that run into the backs of a lot of the pockets and, and those fish use those to move up and they don't necessarily need to stay on that dredge, um, but they'll stay very near to a very good dredge, right. just like a ditch. You know, it'll come right. in out from 30 foot and a 10 foot dredge will go straight to the bank. That's a highway for those fish to go up and spawn or go up and feed and do whatever they got to do. So those dredges. It's a really weird thing to look at because you'll just see a line on the bank where it's just sand, 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 blue. Yeah. But, You're like, juice. Yeah. Like, I'm going to catch one. And you can see them on satellite. Yeah. If you go yeah. on satellite and look at the lake, you'll see like, like oh, that's some juice there. Yeah. Marking them on Google Earth. Yeah. yeah. That's some really good juice. It'd right be kind of cool to go back on Google Earth, too, and like how you can go back in history and see how many get dredged over time and how many more get added. Year Absolutely. Year. Absolutely. <laughs> Do, have you found... Uh, I was ask, I was asking Jeff Queen about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. With those dredge docks, does it matter if the dock is newer or older? Like, is it older the better? Or like, does that play at all, or does it not matter as long as there's a dredge? They're gonna be there. To me, ninety um, percent of the time, I I so the way that I figured out Norman when I first came down, it was like I sucked. <laughs> like I spent like thirty <laughs> days on the lake prior to a college tournament where I caught next to nothing, mm-hmm. and I kind of figured. it the lake out and i'll come back to that in a second come full circle <laughs> i kind of figured out what docks play the best and i i i'm a sucker for an old crusty dock i love an old crusty dock always <laughs> there's just something about it that looks fishy. you like your docks like you like the bars yeah, exactly exactly but i looked at it the same way i look at grass or rock what matters 90 percent of the time more is the positioning of the dock or the stretch of docks. It's does it come up to a creek channel? Is it in a you know? Is it in a spawning pocket? Does it lead into a certain place? That's kind of always been what I look for in a dock. Before I look now, if if you find that dock and it is old and crusty, it's got brush under it. Obviously, all the more better. Um, but yeah, most of the time it's the positioning, in my opinion. That makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Andy, what we got going on over there on Score Tracker? Who's leading this thing? What, so, what, what action's going down? Let me grab it here real fast so I can actually see it. So right now in the top five, we have Thrift with eleven twelve, Urge with nine and a quarter, and it just changed on me because I'm watching live. But <laughs> the top two, we have Thrift and Burge, 
and that was that Alton Jones Jr. Does hey, it look my like? fantasy team's looking good, boy. Wiggins, <laughs> Wiggins. Let's talk about Wiggins for a second. <laughs> I don't think he has left that wall in three days. I mean, good for the him. The skimmer man. wall, baby. <laughs> oh, so you know? Oh, is, is this oh, like a community yeah. hole? Oh, oh yeah. Well, <laughs> so the skimmer insight. hole, the skimmer wall. He's that. Yeah, he's sitting on it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's been there since day one. <laughs> so, if you go up to the top, not the top, mid lake on Norman, there's two boat ramps and. It's where every local tournament goes out of. Obviously, they're using Blythe this week. Whenever there's a BFL, a college tournament, an Open, or a Red Crest, something like this, they use Blythe. It's a big ramp at the bottom of the lake. But every local tournament, just about, goes out of Queens and Pinnacle. They're right in the middle of the lake. Directly across from that, there's like a, I don't know, it's some kind of water treatment plant, and there's a big riprap, and then there's a skimmer wall, and then there's riprap, and he's posted up on the skimmer wall. So why... Why would they position more on the wall than the riprap? Is there like something like, is there like a, an outcropping on that wall that those fish are all sitting on? Because it looks like he's making the same yeah. exact cast for eight hours. Straight. Yeah. I, I don't know the details of it necessarily. I've not fished it more than but once or twice. Sounds like you're going to fish it more. <laughs> I might. I might. <laughs> um, but I think there's some current flow underneath mm. it. Mm. So to me, if, if that's the case, or, or even if there's not flow, it's open um gotcha okay so i think that's part of it and it's it's known as a place you go and you catch your 10 pounds which i'm not sure exactly what wiggins has had either day but i know the first day it seemed like it was just pound and three quarter two pound and a half to 12 and a half yeah so it's a it's a place you go and you catch them it's also a great striper hole um okay (laughs) but uh yeah no it's definitely a known about place but i've never seen anybody exploit it the way that he is it's 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 been very impressive I want to say he's just creeping a swim bait in the co- like mid column. Okay, it looks like okay. That I, I don't think he's hanging a Demiki, but I'm sure that could play on that wall too. I mean, I'm another sure things could play. Yeah, and another interesting guy uh, that that I mean, we've just gotten a kick out of the last two days is Zach Burge. Mm-hmm. Catches him everywhere, dude. Both first two days. I'm not sure about the afternoons, but the morning first two days, I think he's caught like between ten and twelve pounds early. Right on that riprap right outside the launch. He is within <laughs> eyesight of the launch. Yeah. And and probably doesn't even fire up a big motor. <laughs> no, no. You guys have fun launching this morning. I'll, I'll see you in 30 minutes. <laughs> and I'll be I'll be completely honest. I hate it because that's one of my places. Is it? Oh, man. I don't know. <laughs> Exposed. I can't tell you how many tournaments I've taken off and, like, waited for everybody to get out of there and turn right back around, come in there and catch a limit. It's rarely bigger than what he's had, that 10 to 12, but it's a really nice way to yeah. start the day. Yeah, that way you can just go hunt the rest yeah, of the exactly, day. Exactly, exactly. Oh, that's really that's, funny. That's yeah. Dang yeah. you, Burge. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes you think now, like, if Burge understands that too, like, there's only more, there's no more than 10 to 12 there. What's he? Does he have something in the back pocket for if he can make final day to say, I'm going to go get my 10 to 12, and then I'm going to go rip on him for the rest of the Yeah, I, I hope so um, for him. I, I like I Zach think. a lot, yeah. and I, I would think so as well. That is in – so that's in Ramsey Creek. Uh, so a little bit of weirdness. I don't know how much you guys – or how much they've been talking about. There's a hot water discharge right down there at the bottom of the lake that shoots right in the Ramsey. Okay. Directly into it. Usually, it's significantly hotter than it is this year. So they spawn um, there first. Always. Okay. Always. First spawners are always in Ramsey. I, I mean, I've heard of guys seeing them in December in Ramsey Creek on the bed. Yeah, it's 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 a weird deal. Um, Spots first or largest first? I mean, yeah. Ooh, I don't know. Um, they typically go the, at the same time. So the thing about spots is they spawn deeper, right? And usually it's right out of eyesight. Mm. So 
I've known, I, I've gotten on spawning spotted bass bites, but I've never seen them. I mean, sometimes you'll see them up. It, right. There's always exceptions to the rule. Um, but for the most part, like I'll, I've got a couple different stretches of docks and Ramsey, that bottom creek, where certain times of the year I know they're going to be spawning, and it's like every post, ding, 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 and they're like smallmouth. It's like every cast. All on your shot, but I don't see it. Yeah, it's weird. Um, but Ramsey does have, in, in my opinion you're not always going to catch them because it's the clearest water in the lake as well. So they're tough to catch. Mm. But in my opinion, it's got the biggest sheer top end largemouth in the lake. There are big largemouth in there. And another thing is that the few times that grass has popped up in Norman, it pops up in Ramsey. And the last few months, eelgrass has popped up in Ramsey. From what I've heard, I haven't fished the lake a ton the last few months since it's been there. It hasn't really been a player which is weird because in the past when it has popped up, it's played. Um, so I'd be really interested to see if a guy can figure that out this week, um, being as that it's very rare for it to even be in Norman. And that's a place where the big largemouth do live. So Yeah, I think on day one, Brent Ayler was fishing around some of that mm. grass because I, I saw it and thing. I was like, that looks like grass. I was like, I didn't know Norman even had grass in it. So yeah. I was like, interesting. And I think he caught a largemouth off of a dock where the eelgrass was like buttoned up to the dock. Okay. That's like, awesome. Yeah. That's really cool to see. I, I, it makes me really happy to see. I love grass. It's yeah. what makes me the most sad about being down here is there's very little of it. Um, it's weird, man. It, it it pops up quick and they kill it quick. I hate that. It's, that makes no sense it's to me. very weird. I mean, I fish Norman. I, I fish Ramsey a lot. It's one of my favorite places on the lake to fish. And, uh, I fished it in, I want to say, like, September. Fished the whole thing. Came back, like, a month later. Pulled up on the spot I always fish, and I was like, Grass. where'd that come from? <laughs> Hello, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and then Doing I called the old Joey from France. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, it's it's a very interesting deal. I'd, I'd like to see if they did leave it alone. Eelgrass is a native grass in North Carolina. Um, I'd love to see what it could do if, if they left it alone, but. Yeah, yeah, we feel that, buddy. We feel that yeah. up north. They're, uh, they're <laughs> depleting our grass as we speak. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a problem everywhere, which, by the way, we're trying to get Steve Barden on here either this morning or tomorrow morning. I know you got, you're got you going to have some questions for him. Absolutely. Uh, in regards to this F1 deal. Mm-hmm. Like, Norm, do you want to touch on that a little bit? Yeah, I, it's a tough deal because, I, you know, I do commend um, a lot of the, the Lake Norman locals and local fishermen, people I fish against, and, they have really put a lot of effort into getting these F1s in Norman. And uh, I don't know, you know, I've, I've heard here and there, this guy catch one, this guy catch one. So, you know, a couple people have definitely caught a few. Um, I don't think we'll see the true results of it for a couple of years just because Norman's, you know, it is in North Carolina, but it's, it's not like a hot lake. Like they're not going to grow fast. So I don't think we'd see the effects and they put them in, I think at, you know, eight to twelve inches, something like that. Right. Uh, when um, did they start stocking the F ones in Norman? I want to say it was during COVID. Okay. Like 2020, 2021. So probably right about now is when you'd start seeing like that three to four pound. Exactly. Range. Exactly. And I've heard of a couple people, like you said, that two and a half to three and a half pound. That seems to be if if somebody says I think this is an F one. The other thing is, is how in the world do we know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the whole Asian carp deal, dude. Nobody knew that somebody put it. They probably brought it from their backyard. Exactly. Like, I don't want this fish anymore. Exactly. Asian um, carp need the TVA. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's like goldfish on all these lakes, man. I know. I know. <laughs> that was that glowing orange. <laughs> oh, that's a little Sally's goldfish you didn't want anymore. Yeah, now it's six pounds. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, but the F1 thing, I don't know. Uh, Norman has historically, and obviously I haven't been around here forever, but you know, I've talked to enough people and, and met enough people who have been. Um, it's never been a very great lake. Um, before like I want to say the late 90s, it was the Dead Sea of North Carolina. Yeah, that's what they've joked about on, since, on live. Yeah. yeah, since, I mean, I want to say since the 80s in the state of North Carolina, largely because of the killing off of grass, the only lake that has gotten significantly better in the last 30 years is Lake Norman. Yeah. And it has gotten significantly better. I mean, you can go look at old newspaper clippings of the Friday nighters around the Shad Spawn in the 80s, and it's like eight pounds nine pounds wins like it was bad grinder yeah i think a lot of that has to do with um, somebody illegally introducing alabama spots yes norman as opposed to those kentucky spots absolutely i i think it has everything to do with it and and for a number of years i just you know we i just fished that bracket um in october down on greenwood and what that seemed like is how people used to talk about norman Mm -hmm. so like 10 years ago you know, the people that lived in Norman used to talk about, oh, you know, there's so many of these tiny spots. Throw them up on the bank. We're looking for those big largemouth. And if you watch that bracket, every spot was like a pound to two pounds. Mm-hmm. And then you'd see that there's a four pound. There's a six pound largemouth. Now, here on Norman, you're seeing those good spots. Um, it's by no means a Hartwell or a Lanier. It's a very, very unique lake in that there's not very many bluebacks. There's some, but not not at the same level as there are on Hartwell or or Lanier. Um, and those spots are getting big. I mean, there there is a significant class, a, a number, a population of, of that three to four pound class spot. And that's just why I really think that's going to be the player here this week. I mean, I, I've seen for the first time in the last two or three years, you'll see the winter trails around here get one with like 18 to 20 pound bags of spots. Like yeah, they're in here. Um, Bama's. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, it, again, it's, the whole invasive thing is it's not great it really isn't but for norman as a fishery i think because of the lack of nutrients because of the kind of nomadic aspect of the l wives that are in there and the bait fish that are in there um i think the spot just it's just he, he fits it all too well you know it, he's a deal yeah yeah the, the spot is is a friend of lake norman's um <laughs> i understand those guys who want to you know put large make it a largemouth fishery but the sad fact is, is it never has been a largemouth fishery. It, it, not a not a great one. Right. I just don't ever see it being one. Um, between the clear water, the deep water, the alewives, the bluebacks, it's it's a spotted bass. Lake. It seems to set up very similar to Hartwell. Yeah. It it it's a very weird lake in that it does, but they don't change. They don't move the water almost at all, hmm. and there's no bluebacks, or there are. Now, more water level fluctuation, yeah. is that because it's a nuclear-driven lake? So they need to be more stable for the reactors to, like, warm and cool? That's a great question, and I don't know, that honestly. a question. It, it probably it is. Definitely it, is a it, it's question. definitely a question for Steve. I think it's really unfortunate because, I, I mean, in the past, when they do, right now the water's low. It's, it's 95, 96. When that water does get to 98, 99, Oh, it's a fun lake to fish. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's there's oh, little man. little bit of bro- like bushes and buckbrush and laydowns and all that stuff. Uh, opposed to having that much water on it, 
that water gets up to 98, 99, it's got two, three foot on it. And mm-hmm. it, it gets really good. You can roll a chatterbait or a frog. It, it, it becomes a really cool lake. A little more submerged bushes in play. Yeah, yeah. And the now river the river plays more when it's high. It's I love when the lake's high, but it's it, they don't let it happen very often. So that's just rain. Yeah, yeah. It's like them TVA folks. Oh, you got a derb? All right, we're drawing the lake down. Yeah. Oh, you found spawners? We're drawing it up 10 feet. I know. <laughs> turning the current off altogether because everyone fishes ledges. Yeah. Yep. We're just shutting it off. Just turn it down. Yeah. The other thing, too, is all the all the docks are fixed. So the homeowners would not be very happy with water fluctuation. Whereas Hartwell, those docks are all cable floating. Mm-hmm. Deep, deep, you know, they can go matter. up 10 yeah. or 20 foot. Um, whereas Norman, it's, you know, if, if they drop the lake four more feet or raise it four more feet, the docks are either under the water or completely out of it. Or bone dry. Yeah. I always find it funny when homeowners complain about what happens to the lake. It's like, if you don't want to worry about the lake, don't buy a dang house on the lake. Right. Yeah. It's like, I, oh my, my favorite line for people that yell at me for fishing their dock. So you don't want me to fish your dock. Don't buy a house on the lake. Yep. Like, I yep. mean, I'm sure you run into that a lot. Oh, you live yeah. on the banks. People. I think people at Norman have begun to just understand, accept it. You know, I'll say that I've never been yelled at down here. It's yeah. always up north. Yeah. The other thing, shocker. <laughs> the one time I have gotten yelled at on Norman, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to discriminate against my own people. My own people. I'll just say that when I got on the bank and I was fishing this this lovely lady's dock, she had a rather New York, New Jersey accent going on. <laughs> New Jersey. <laughs> and I will also say that the house was under construction. So I think it was a somebody who was a little bit new to the area and didn't quite quite know. You should have responded by like, hey, I'm from your neck of the woods. I know. I, know. I didn't want to say it because who knows, but yeah. I don't think she's from around here. I don't yeah. think she quite got it. <laughs> You're not from here, are you? <laughs> you don't get how it works down here. Wait, which is weird coming from me because <laughs> I'm not, but. Yeah, but you get it. Uh, yeah. I mean, it just takes a little lick of common sense to you know understand it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. Well, dude, uh, one thing I wanted to bring up. So yeah. I, you, we're talking about the bracket. And yeah. uh, you're, you're classic bound here in a couple of weeks, man. What? Uh, and I think one thing you've really got a notoriety for was the boat that you, yeah. you got there in. Yeah. But now you got a, a new shiny whip. I do. What is it like being in something that's new, fancy, shiny, and has seats that don't have holes in it? Seventies Volkswagen van to yeah to almost like luxury yeah (laughs) not souped out Mustang but close (laughs) to it or Corvette yeah it's dude it is it has been awesome it it has been awesome I uh you know it's not like I've got a ton of time out on it I actually so I picked up my boat from the shop the Nitro um the night before I left for the first open at Ufala. So the first time I turned the key on it was day one of practice. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. How about breaking, breaking it, it in. It was broken hurry. in. Oh, Thankfully, good. it was broken Whew. in. Yeah, the Bass guys took care of all that. Um, but, yeah, it was, you know, a little bit of last-minute stuff, getting it all together, get rigged. But, you know, it was a day or two of getting used to it. And then the second day, you know, throughout the tournament, totally, totally got used to it. Uh, I had to do the me thing. I ripped all of the electronics off. Uh, <laughs> yes. I was fishing in this much water and I didn't want to get distracted. And I was like, you know what? This tournament, we're just, we're peeling them off. Um, but the run back day two, we'll not talk about the fifth fish that I lost with six minutes to go. That would have moved me oh, up 30 spots, boy. but I pushed it to the last second and ran like 70 the whole way back and got there with like, you know, 15 seconds to spare. And I was like, 
you like that part. That's pretty cool. <laughs> is this Venn? Uh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> not waiting two minutes to get out of the hole. No. Well, just, just right up and gun. Go, baby. It was it was fun. So that's I'm loving it, it. I'm absolutely loving it. You uh you getting nervous and jitters yet for the classic? Not quite yet. Have you been like before you're going to bed, like preparing your onstage speech? No, I really haven't. I think no. that'll be like a you're gonna black out anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, I mean similar. Honestly, similarly enough to the the first open, um, I'm still dealing with. I still got to get it wrapped. Um, yeah. the boat. So it, you know, there's definitely um a little bit of kind of stress and not bad stress, but yeah, I'm I've still got stuff to do. Yeah, to get ready. Yeah, and the same way it was for the first open, and and you know, despite my finish, I felt like I fished fantastic in that open um i really think that all this last minute hubbub running around doing this that and the third i think is really going to help me um because it keeps my mind off of the fishing what's actually going to happen yeah which is like you know it allows insane. you to stay more in the moment as yes opposed to wondering and pondering it exactly exactly yeah if i sat down and started thinking about the classic then my boat doesn't get wrapped and i don't have poles and i have two rods that are broken you know it it, it kind of just would get so i'm kind of trying to tackle everything keep as busy as possible um that week's gonna be interesting though it's it's, Dude, it's, <laughs> it's exciting, gonna hit me man. at some point it's gonna it's scare exciting me exciting as hell man yeah it is it is I'm, we're pumped for you yeah, it's, you, it's gonna be fun as heck i mean it, i think one obviously tennessee river is always fun mm-hmm. knoxville is great uh and i mean i'm a little bit biased because we got our hometown hammer that's in the mix casey smith who qualified to yeah. the opens as well yeah uh so it's cool to see like it's cool to watch you guys and the guys that have been to classics before do it all but there is something that's pretty cool about watching, like a guy that I uh, learned from as well, you know, fishing going into it. Yeah, but dude, like careers kick starting now, man. I hope so. I hope so. I'm, I'm gonna stick around, man. I, I was joking around with my buddies the other day. I don't know what the hell else I'm gonna do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I better try. I mean, if I don't make it, I got nothing else. Right. Right. So back. yeah, I hope this is yeah. I hope this is the kickstart for sure. Um, I'm I'm just pumped. You know, we got a long season on the opens too, and, and that's definitely not going to be forgotten. But for the next, you know, two weeks, it's classic on the brain. That's that's the big one. Um, you know, I feel, I, I've kind of made the joke, and you know, this is obviously not how I want it to go. But uh, in the event that I suck in the opens, if I have a top five in the classic, that kind of goes away. Yeah, <laughs> people forget all about that. Exactly, that's yeah. the one that matters. So we'll I mean, see. I, I, that's the one thing that. Uh, you know, to, to kind of steer into that is I think that the anglers that are great have always sucked. I mean, there was a day, I mean, maybe not like if you're Kevin Van Dam, he never sucked. Uh, <laughs> but like if the people that are afraid of failure are the ones that fail, whereas the people that can like, they take a hundredth place finish in an open, like, ah, well, you know, they throw it away to the side. They keep their mind going because really the people that focus and they look like, oh, guess what? You know, Louie got 100 in, in the open. Like, people that focus on that are people that you don't need to pay any mind to. Yeah. Where it's, I you agree. know, the people that are able to bounce back from that, use it as fuel. I mean, those are the people that are going to be able to be consistently successful over time. Once you get past that, uh, where the idea of failing doesn't have any effect on you anymore. Yeah. That's when you're dangerous. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. what, like, the guys that are so consistent about it. You can get eaten up about sucking for a tournament. But like it's the guys that can kind of use that as a refuel for going forward and not really think they're like it's the people that are afraid of failing before the tournament even starts. Right. A hundred percent. Don't even have to worry about it. Yeah. No, <laughs> you lost. Yeah. You lost. You know, yeah. there's a number. Of, I always say that, you know, 
there's a number of people that go into the tournament and they've already lost. And oh, yeah. many times you can see it at the boat ramp. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'll I'll completely admit, I, I take a weird approach, especially to something like the opens or last year the college series, where I go into it a lot of times and that's kind of how I look at it. It's like, well, you know, for example, last year, Harris Chain. I know good and well I ain't going to catch no dang 30 pounds. <laughs> I know I ain't going to do it. I just know it ain't going to happen. So Fish gods were not going to arrive. Yeah, week. I just, before we even got there, which, you know, you could say is a crappy way to look at it, which it, it is, but at the same time, I'm fishing for a points championship. Yeah, I'm going out there. I know if I can steal my 15th place finish, I don't care if I didn't catch 30 He'll pounds. He'll take it. Exactly. Yeah. And I, that's kind of how I look at the Opens um, is – if you look at, not to get too statistical, but if you look at the stats from the last three years on the Open, um, to make that top nine, to make the Elite Series, you have to average a 50th place finish. Right. Which, don't get me wrong, I ain't out here shooting for 50ths, but I know the tournaments that I'm going to have to go into and say, okay, let's steal a 60th at this one. And I know the tournaments like St. Lawrence, like some of those later in the year, tougher tournaments that kind of set up for me a little better. Let's try and win them. Yeah. Um, so, you or know, at least get as close as we can. Exactly. So that's kind of how I'm looking at the opens. Now, on the complete flip side, at the classic, there's one spot to fish for. So, yeah, if you're fishing, <laughs> like, I mean, like, I was on the phone with Gussie last week and he was saying, he's like, well, you approach the Elite Series season with a different mindset, but like classic time, that's where you throw, I mean, there's no points involved. That's no. where you swing. And if you're not swinging, if you're like, if you're content finding two pounders, you're not going to, like, you're fishing the completely wrong way 100%. classic week. Yeah. And I think that's why you see a lot of guys, why it's, when you look back at some of the classic finishes, why there's, like, such a drop, like, almost midfield, where there's, yeah. like, there's, like, you have hammer bags, that like, that top five. Then uh, you have a good, decent bags that can keep them in contention for the next two days. And then it's, like, a steep drop. Yeah. That's why you see such a, like, crazy, like, difference from first and tenth in the last day. 100%. Like, I couldn't agree more. And I think that's why, because there's a lot of guys that just go out there and they're like, well, if I'm not going to catch a bag, I mean, I'd rather What's zero. The point? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? hundred yep. percent. Oh, they're getting paid 100%. anyways just for being there. So. Yeah. yeah. It's a it's free yeah. 10 grand to go make try them in 300. Yeah. yeah exactly. You're getting paid 10 grand to go in 300. Yeah. Follow me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take my chances, you know? Sign me up. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. And I'm interested to see, you know, if I can kind of flip that switch, because I've always been. I've always, always been a pride myself on consistency, right. you know, strive for AOYs. Now, don't get me wrong. I want to hoist that classic trophy. That's why we all got into it, right? Um, but at the same time, man, I, I, that's kind of – I pride myself on my consistency. Yeah. Um, now, in the bracket, I did flip the switch. I don't know how I did it to this day. I, I look back at that tournament, and I go, that ain't me in that boat. <laughs> Out there swinging, looking for four and a six-pound large, like – that ain't how I fish. That just tells you you have it in you. I hope so. I, I hope I can <laughs> switch got it that again. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, the goal is I can switch that again, flip it again. I, Heck yeah. That's that's the plan. And uh, you know, like I said, I, I don't. I genuinely don't know if I like. Is that something I have, or did that week just set up perfect? Well, I hope I have. Becoming it. <laughs> more comfortable in your angling abilities, and you're yeah. able to be like, you know what? I need to throw away my conservative mind approach to be consistent and i need that big bite so yeah. let's just do it yeah I, and i hope that you know that's going to be my approach in the classic so we'll see yeah you know? oh, yeah 
regardless, beers will be drank. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes, right. absolutely. Beers will be drank and fish will be cooked. And there definitely will be beers drank this week. We don't got no tournament. To <laughs> That's, right. <laughs> That's right. Well, talking about tournament this week. Yeah. Uh, whew, that transition. <laughs> this guy does it for a living, folks. He, he just... <laughs> I digress in. It's it's when you're bad at fishing, you get good at talking. <laughs> I don't That's know about I like. that. I don't know about that. Come on, man. That's why uh, I ask the questions. I don't. I'm not the one answering. I so, don't know about that. So, looking ahead, I mean, the conditions mm-hmm. today. Like, we woke up from the hotel. We're like, oh man, this is pretty crappy out. But it looks yeah. like it's starting to help, especially from a bigger. It doesn't look as fast paced this this morning, but it looks like there's bigger bites consistently this yeah. morning. Throughout the weekend, I mean, one. Okay, so two prong question. One, who do you think is your your golden boy to to win it all this weekend at okay. the end of it? And then two, do you think that it's going to change all the next three days with the weather the way it is? Okay, so I'm I'm pulling up the weather now just to to make sure I got some sort of basis behind my answer. <laughs> um, ooh, man, they got some they got some weather. Uh, Sunday you got a high of forty eight. You got lows and you it know going down. high thirties, low forties. You got a real, real, real cold front coming in after the tournament. Man, I've been thinking about this because I was on uh, I was on Matt Airy's show, Let's Talk Fish with Shane with you last week. Amazing show, by the way. Oh, it was a blast. It was an absolute blast. Um and we we kind of threw around some names, threw around some ideas. How is it gonna be won the whole nine? Um <sighs> with those kind of changing conditions. I, I don't want to be this guy because I've I've been kind of trying to pull the the random guy out before a tournament. I wanted Kevin to win bad, but um, I gotta go local guys. I gotta go Montgomery. I gotta go Thrift. These conditions, they're changing too much, and like I kind of said earlier, I just don't know how you can relate this lake to anywhere else in the country. It is a bizarre lake. It is a completely different lake, um, and those are the guys that know it. So my money's on them. What about like an Edwin Evers who has won here twice in the past and he seems to get a big bite every day? Yeah, I, I mean he's throwing the gloida, yeah. <laughs> and he's uh, could and he's, possibly be the first two-time Redcrest champion. Yeah, as well. yeah. I mean, look, Edwin's got Edwin's got the winning kind of DNA, he's right? Got the dog. He's, he's, he's dog. got that he's winning got DNA. <laughs> he literally has that dog in him. He squared uh, is a dog. He is. He is. He, he's a winner. Yeah, I like to say it all the time in sports not just fishing in sports you have great players and athletes who are some of the best not not the greatest the best to do it then you've got your greats those are the winners homes the ones that win those are your greats evers is one of those you Mm -hmm. know you you think about a lot of guys in fishing i'm not going to name any names but there's a lot of guys who are great and consistently there but they just don't win and evers is that guy evers is exactly a closer um and, and thrift is another one, um, yeah. and that's why. I mean, let's be honest. This whole dang field is a bunch of closers. Yeah. You totally. got Kevin. You Sticks got Jordan Lee. Dog fight. Totally, <laughs> totally. Um, and I, I worry about Evers getting that big bite with it with as severe a cold front seems to be coming through. But then again, it looks like it might miss us by a day. It might be Monday that it really, really hits. Right. So, you know. It, he definitely has a great chance, a, a great chance. The other thing I always like, it's kind of a little sidetrack. I always like those kind of Oklahoma, North Texas guys in the Carolinas. Well, and very he almost similar. won grand last year. Yeah. He was in top three going the last yeah. year. I, 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 there's some kind of similarity to those Oklahoma, 
kind of northern Texas lakes. Christian Hartwell. In that, exactly. Exactly. You don't have any grass. You have very little fluctuation on a number of them. Um, you have dirty water. You have a lot of rock, a lot of wood, a lot of dock. It's right. a very somewhat similar deal. Um, so I don't know when the last time Evers won on Norman. I don't know if the spots played as much as they do now. Right. Um, because I really do believe over the course of three days, you're going to need to figure out those bigger spotted bass. Um, so I'd be intrigued. You know, see, see a thrift uh, Montgomery. But then again, man, I'm just some of these hot hands. Look at Ebear. Look at what he's done in the last yeah. freaking yeah. 18 Both months. I mean, come on. You can't rule against a hot hand. No, man. you cannot. And he's as hot as they come oh, right yeah. now. Oh, yeah. So, uh, man, I, I'm just mm. – so I, I'm not going to rock well. with you, though. I, I think thrift when it when it comes to a fishery that changes that much, it is so hard to rule against somebody's home lake that's seen it all. Yeah, yeah he knows how to adapt to the change. Exactly. And where he's like, see. oh, crap, my pattern's ruling out. At least I have these 3000 waypoints I can yeah. go run now where it's a guy's like, I don't know what dogs. I'm going to run for now. You know? And as much as I hate to say it, because I do that plays that on Norman, those waypoints. Yeah. You can they run, play. It might be like one fish spots, but he swings that bat one time. It could be a seven pound line. Exactly. And the other thing too is Norman. I mean Norman betting fish. If there are still some that come up, they use the same places year after year yep. after year. So uh, he's got a lot to to look back on. And I think he he barely squeaked in, right? Yeah, I think he stopped fishing yesterday and went looking. Uh, yeah, so he and barely squeaked in, and here he is he's in, in second first place or, yeah. or second right now. So they might have updated. Uh, yeah, he's in. We got top five, Brian Thrift, Dakota Ebert, Zach Burge, Elton Jones Jr., and Jacob Wheeler. Yeah, see, I'm having a tough time betting against Thrift. Just, I, mean, I just want to call it out and very not humbly brag that <laughs> I have one, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six guys on my fantasy team in the top ten right now. Mm. Very good. That's right. I if, have eight. Eight of my ten that are still fishing today. Oof. Those, those two dudes, I won't call them out, Justin Lucas, that uh, <laughs> I could have won a truck in a boat on this event because you get all of them in the top ten. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I'm just kidding, Justin. I, you know, oh. um, but, like, dude, I, I, it's such an interesting format from the fantasy fishing. I'm addicted to it. I think it's like tournament fishing for me now where it's like <laughs> I'm playing bass, I'm playing invitationals, I'm playing BPT, like I'm doing it all. That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. I I I don't know what it is. I was so into it for the longest time, and now it's like I was watching. Because um, you you aren't to be the one that's being picked for fantasy now. Well, that's, that's, what your that, that. that's part of it. Um, and you probably have so much going that you can't even really like that too. Invest any. It was time the in greatest it. thing in the world when I was sitting in class, and I was like. Phew. Yeah, yeah. Let's check his last fourteen events in, in the state of Arkansas. That's no, right. um, honestly, like I watched that first event in Okeechobee, and I hated that I found myself rooting for like guys on my fantasy team over like my favorites. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sitting there, like Steve Kennedy is one of my favorite guys in the world to watch, and I didn't have him on my team, so I'm rooting against him. Like, what am I doing? Like, he's one of yeah. my favorite dudes, and I'm rooting against him because of a fan. Like, nah. So I just. Gave up. <laughs> we had a, a nice staff. Oh, there we go. Up the, there we we're go. Watching it over here. Uh, so to give people a little update of where we're at here, there's a minute left in period one, round one of the knockout round. Brian Thrift's in first with 11 pounds, Elton 12 ounces. Elton Jones is now in first with 12, 13. Oh, wow. Elton oh, Jones boy. Jr. Wow. Come on, MLF app update. Um, <laughs> That's surprising, actually. It is. Him, yeah. It is. Alan Jones Jr. has been kind of like a dark horse like the past two years. I, I 
what time is it? Ten o'clock? Uh, I think it's like nine. Yeah, it's 10 o'clock. Who would have picked at this point today? You got Connell and oh, Montgomery caught one. Connell's in last. Yeah, Connell, I think Connell and Montgomery are both zero. Yeah, that's actually pretty shocking. Who would have picked I, that? I Not sure me. Bite would have been out. Right. The cloud in the rain. Yeah. Right. I think one thing that Connell really has going for him, though, is that. He's kind of been like, I'm not gonna go run my deal right away. He's mm-hmm. he's a, he's not afraid to like mid period just pick up no. and go run and, and go do something completely different because he knows how fast it can change. Yeah. Yes, and he understands these Alabama spots. He uh, better, I say, better so than anybody good. in the field. Yeah. He's fishing All really good. Area, you could get right in a real hurry in five casts. Yeah, he he understands this species of spot of bass as good as anybody. He yep. really yep. really does. I wonder how similar Norman sets up to like. The Smith Lake in Alabama, yeah, is like his home lake or very close to. I think, I think it is Smith. I think rather similar, not not the same. same, Um, you know, Smith, you don't have any flat banks. Yeah, it's it's all cliff. (laughs) Um, but outside of that, you know, and they do draw it up and down a good bit. But outside of that, I mean, it's it's there's some bluebacks in there, but not a ton. Um, you know, you have a a very large variety. There's large enough play, but they don't, you yeah, know. It's it's, like if you get one or two over a three or four day tournament, you're probably separating. Exactly, exactly. So it, it, in ways, it's a very, very similar. Like I, I would agree, um, and I also agree because, like Norman, the first few times I went to Smith, I it wasn't pretty. <laughs> it wasn't pretty. <laughs> it wasn't pretty. <laughs> it's like this sets up just like home, and it sucks. <laughs> I didn't, mm, 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 mm. didn't like it. Oh, man. Didn't like it. But yeah, it, it's it's. It's going to be a very interesting couple of days, I believe. Um, These Alabama boys are for sure. I mean, like we like we were talking about it, I think, day one. Like, the Lee boys, too. Yeah. Set it up. I was really surprised to see Jordan didn't have Shocked. a bigger bag yesterday. Shocked. But Matt's, Matt is in there. Matt's doing he's it. Been catch, he's been getting a big bite or two every day. So Yes. hundred. I, I said it yesterday. This, this for some reason, I, I couldn't tell you why. feels like a Matt Lee tournament. Well, it's Smith Lee. Yeah. yeah you know what? Sure that's exactly it. And well, look at so. Wiggins. Yeah. Same deal. Same deal. Wiggins all, is, I feel like he's a scary one. With the exception one. of Jordan Lee, all of the Smith Lake guys, Connell, yeah. uh, Matt, Wiggins, catching them. So, God, it's a beautiful sight to see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm sitting here looking at my fantasy fish team. I was ranked like 7,000 something after their first event, and now I'm at 348. Bliss. That is moving a up. Jump. That's a Moving. jump and a half. That's awesome. Well, okay. So to kind of start wrapping this thing up here, uh, do you think that there's going to be anything like wild, something unexpected to take it to win this thing? Or is it going to be that, like, I mean, you talked about Thrift taking the win, mm-hmm. but do you think there's any very play that could be really oddball? Yes. Yes. Uh, I, I've, I said this again with, with Matt last week. Um, and I absolutely despise it. Uh-oh. I despise it, what I'm about to say. I think of a guy like Ebear. I think of a guy like Wheeler, Connell, um, you know, one of the younger, Matt Lee even, you know, one of these younger guys who knows their, their electronics, who knows their stuff. With the changing conditions, you could find a weird big school. A weird big just, school. Just stacked and up I, in one ring. I'm talking out like, like, 40 to 60 oh, like with the, with the colder temps you think like they'll push it's probably too late but it can happen right 
So I got a weird feeling you might see that. I really hope we well, don't. Well, it might be <laughs> yeah. Wheeler because he's been the consistent one offshore fishing. Yeah. He might have something. In I haven't seen him on the bank yet. No. Yeah, it, it, it happens. As much as I hate it, it happens. It, we are probably two weeks late. So I, mm. I hope I'm wrong, and I very well could be. But I wouldn't be shocked either. So that that, that could be offshore, bro. I feel like yeah. the day that that could happen probably would be Sunday, leading into that wicked cold front. Those fish know they can sense it coming. Yeah. So even though the temp's going to be lower on Sunday, it could be a firework day because you have that huge cold front. Storm. You very very well could. And again, I would hate to see it, but it's. I mean, they're spotted bass. You know, they don't they don't play by the rules. <laughs> they, they don't play by the rules. They, they could be in five foot of water and if you have a steep bank and the baits out they're gone they'll just go they're gone yeah absolutely (laughs) so that's that's my one off the wall kind of deal i could see uh i could also see dude i could see a guy like montgomery getting on a stretch and freaking catching 20 pounds on a buzz bait like i was literally just gonna say with that cold like it could get weird buzzbaits get weird when when the conditions are that mm -hmm. crappy or the big swim bait that you've seen on day one where they're catching on like Mm -hmm. a magdraft style bait yeah see that or a couple big spots get caught on like a random big spot bait yeah a bass bait like a mouse or a glide or yeah like thrift was throwing and that could pop that was the most baller move like throwing a rat yeah yeah, yeah. On a rat. those Alabama spots will come up and hit something huge. Oh yeah, they're pissed. I would love to see two, man. I don't. I doubt it happens. Just yeah, the cold. And I'm gonna say 95. percent That doesn't happen. I'm gonna say 99. Awesome to see. I would well, love. It'd be awesome to see a lot of things. It would. <laughs> I'd love to see somebody go up the river if they move some water. And do you think because it's raining today, down. it's getting like almost an inch of rain? It could. It, the yeah. thing about the river is it doesn't play for more than a day. It's a one-day deal. Well, it's, they, they it, realize there's a tournament going on, so they're not going to move any water today. Yeah, true. They'll, yeah. they'll, true. Move it, they'll move it Monday when it gets True. Cold. Yeah, true. Gotta, oh, you guys are gone? All right, we're going to move it today. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very true. <laughs> but if it played... It, that would be baller. But it's like I said, it's a one-day deal if it happens. Even if... That's the thing about Norman. Very rarely is anything not a one-day deal. It's very hard to repeat day after day on the same deal. You can repeat your weight. But one day you're in three foot of water throwing a wacky rig. The next day you're out in 60. Well, especially because this is a five-day tournament. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. For 10 guys, you're fishing five days in a row trying to figure out what the hell to be doing. Exactly. I mean, it's going to a tournament. You've heard about how they're saying that the fish on Norman don't adapt well to pressure either. So you have to find new fish Mm -hmm. that are willing to bite. And you know. And you know. Now, is that a day-over-day basis from a pressure standpoint? Or is that like. Like, can you go catch them down one stretch one day and catch them on the same stretch the next day? Or is very that very rarely? Okay, so it is day to day from a pressure standpoint. Okay, mm-hmm. it's That's weird. Wild. It's very weird. So you gotta have, you can't spots. have one you gotta two have stuff. spots that you can run. You gotta run, and you gotta fish in conditions. You yeah. have to fish in conditions. If, if the wind picks up and starts blowing fifteen miles an hour out of the north, you better get on them south facing banks. Mm-hmm. You better fish in that stuff. Get on that jerk and snatch. Yeah. yeah. That's where Wheeler's yeah. going to become dangerous because they're, they're talking about how he came down pre-practice and yeah. literally graphed the entire lake. And that's why he's able to fish offshore. Yes. Yep. Yes. I would be really, yes, really, really excited. Whomever wins this thing to hear from day one through day five, how their approach changed. I'd love to see their map track. Yes, that too. <laughs> That's gonna look like a dang. Please squiggly. pull up your GPS. And You're not show gonna us learn anything from it. Is, yeah. How much gas did you burn, and how bad was it? Yeah. Like the expense. They don't care. Yeah. They guys won three hundred grand. Yeah. <laughs> they don't Terrible. care how much gas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna guess it's over a grand. Easy. But, yeah. <laughs> Either way, I, I'm excited to see how this thing shakes out. As do I. And uh, I mean, three hundred grand. You got some of the biggest hammers 
in the Carolinas right now. I mean, look at the top five. We got uh, it's eleven through twenty here, but I mean, you got Thrift in there, you got Casey Ashley in yeah. there. Uh, I'm really surprised Montgomery's at zero right now, but I think that's going to change. Uh, but it's you got some of the biggest hammers from a spotter bass standpoint, and you got the biggest names: Jacob Wheeler's up there, Dakota Ebear, probably the hottest angler in the world right now yep. from a trending standpoint. I would agree. Uh, it's going to be cool to see how this thing shakes out. I think there's going to be a lot of drama. Absolutely, I, I, it's going to be a very entertaining tournament to watch. I love to, I you know, for for Norman, I love that they they're back to five fish. It more relatable. I think on Norman that that's that's how you show who's the best on this lake because um, they'd it is, probably have 75 pounds if they had exactly. every fish again and it's so it's so you know there's so many ways to go catch a gajillion fish on norman yep there's not many ways to go catch five three pounders yeah <laughs> there's not many ways so For it's sure. gonna be fun to watch hell yeah well, dude, uh, obviously, we're going to put all your socials uh, in the descriptions for people on MP3 as well as YouTube. But Sweet. anything else people should look out for, you know, before classic time? Oof, man, I don't have a ton. Um, I, you know, I hope to God I'm not there on Sunday and, and uh, I won't be able to walk around the expo. <laughs> I but... don't want to see you people on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I I'll wanna, see you Sunday see, night. That's the problem is I want to <laughs> see the people, but I, I, I hope to God I'm not there. Um, see y'all on stage but yeah i'll see y'all on stage that's right absolutely hell yeah absolutely andy anything else before we wrap this thing up yeah i just want to say thank you to the city of charlotte it's been awesome down here everybody's nice the food is great great and andy loves hosting us here oh and great coffee too like it's great here we go well let's try (laughs) he's like this he's like this 15 dollar coffee with the heart-shaped whipping thing (laughs) on top and i'm like just give me this black uh, yeah, hotel that's coffee. All I, yeah. Listen, I, I have made you drink bougie coffee for the last two days. All right? When you say <laughs> you're going to buy me coffee, I'm not going to say yeah. no. Yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Yeah. Oh, we're going to have to find some good beer. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's next on the we list. We know the spots. Oh, yeah. we, we've, we've gotten that down past. <laughs> um, but for real, uh, big shout out to Major League Fishing again for putting us up this week. This is freaking awesome. Yeah. The expo is about to kick off here in probably about an hour. I think it's about 40 minutes. The door's open. Uh, we're going to be at the X2 Power booth most of the weekend. Uh, but we'll be floating around the whole expo. So if you guys are going to be here, come find us. Where are you going to be most of the weekend? Man, I'll be bouncing around today and Sunday. Uh, Toyota booth, Costa booth. I think I think UNC Charlotte. I think our guys are going to have a booth. So oh, I'll be bouncing. Yeah, yeah going to be just kind of bouncing around. I'm, I'm fishing tomorrow. I got to take a excited to take a little high school guy out, show him some stuff. Um, not on Norman. Not, not on Norman. Jealous. Not on Norman. I promise. Um, we're just, we're gonna see you on live. Just, <laughs> <laughs> that's Louie. <laughs> hey, just is he taking that? I would say take the old Ranger, but that's, I know. Uh, that's an iconic wardship. Everyone, will yeah, know no, it's, you are. she's got to get. She's we're gonna put that thing lit. in the NASCAR Hall of Fame. That's where we're gonna put that sucker. <laughs> Racing stripes. That's right. <laughs> she's got some flames coming up. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Sure. But no, I'll be here. Uh, like I said, today, Friday, and Sunday. So oh, yeah, you guys want to come? Come say hey. Please do. I love awesome. I love chatting. That's why I'm here. (laughs) Cool. Well, folks, appreciate you guys tuning in. And uh, I'm sure we'll have more shows today. We're going to be trying to get Steve Barden and some other guests that are going to be coming through on the show. But uh, as always, appreciate you guys. We'll see you in the next one. Thanks, guys. Well, that was an awesome show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you can and your app allows it, please leave us a rating and review. It really helps us get seen more which allows us to access more time and more variables to be able to bring to the show to make it better for you guys. So hope you enjoyed it. And if you did and you like some of the things we talked about in this episode and want to check out our show partners, all of that is in every single show description. You can click down there. It's got all of our discount codes, all of our links to our show partners. 
where you guys can go and support the people that support this show and help us make this show happen. And of course, this show does not happen without you guys. You guys know we appreciate you. You're the Sears Sanger fam. You're the reason we're here. Appreciate y'all, and we'll see y'all on the next one.